Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, episode number 157 with your host, Ryan O'Donnell and Brian Briggs. In this episode, we talk about AI. And even more about AI. And plus, we're brainstorming a new segment idea that we need your input on. And it's not about AI. Not AI. That's all that we're talking about today. Everybody, yeah, this is episode 157. We are back in the saddle again. Are we, Brian? (laughs) Are we? Or are we even talking? Is this even us? Or did we upload our voices to AI and had it write the script for us and then read it in our own voices? Question. Brian, are you there? Brian. Hello. Oh, Hello. Oh, good. It could have been. I don't know. But yes, everybody, you're going to find out because this is episode 157. And did you know, Brian, in 1927, somebody, your hero, my hero, did an amazing task. His name is Albert Baker. He was from San Francisco. And he broke a record, Brian, that included the number 157. Okay. In a six-hour span, he had 157 cups of coffee. Oh, <laughs> challenge accepted. Exactly. I Albert know. Baker died in oh. 1927. <laughs> he died on cup 158. No, I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> he died on cup 158. Yes, you like your coffee, man. I love my coffee. Hey, if you're listening on December 18th, it's Bake Cookies Day. What perfect time of year, right? I, I did my baking today. Um, also, for you, Ryan, it is h- happy 76th birthday to Mr. Steven Spielberg. Oh, What a masterpiece. Steve. May I ask Steve. you, what is your, can you list your favorite uh, Steven uh, Spielberg movie? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jaws. Okay. I just watch it. It's one of the ones I watch the most. Jaws. Jurassic Park, but uh, Raiders. Those are my top three. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna. I liked all those too, but I'm adding 1941. <laughs> <laughs> his failure. And his yeah. He's had a couple failures, but when people thought he could do no wrong, he puts out 1941. He. That's right. And again, but to go back to Jaws, what made it Jaws even better is going watching or listening to the rewatchables when they talk oh. about all the things that happened behind the scenes that. You know, that movie should have never been made. The lesson on Jaws is what I share with my kids all the time. It's the idea that here was a movie that in the middle of your creative process failed. Mm. You had your actors fight against each other. You had one of the, one of the actors be, show up quite a few days drunk. You had the shark not work. You had your people around you not like you. And how can I turn every single one of these failures and find solutions in the middle of your project? And it created something by not giving up and finding solutions the solutions to the shark that the robotic shark that didn't work was one of the greatest examples of how to be able to find to to turn a turd into something golden and i think it's 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 some great lessons with jaws and again if you like shark movies you should also watch one crazy summer with john kuzak i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that all right and leaving it at that that is everybody this is episode 157 it is december 18th 2023 we appreciate you giving us a listen and we are titled back in the saddle welcome to the check this out podcast the edtech podcast for educators looking to find inspiration motivation or just that one thing they can share with others and say you got to check this out Welcome to the Check This Out podcast. I'm Brian Briggs. I almost forgot the name of this podcast since it's you know it's it's been quite a while, but uh, but a as seasons as as our podcast as always, it's just it's me and the one and only 
Hey, everybody, Ryan O'Donnell. Yeah, talking there to he you is. On a, it's been so long, Brian, none of my stuff works. Like, I don't have a microphone. I don't, yeah. I'm, so I'm talking to you just through the laptop mic because we couldn't get it to all work. Like, the whole thing is all gone. And anyway, trying to get back on the horse. I feel like the horse is going to die. <laughs> I know we gotta we gotta we gotta get this in more of a routine. We do, and, and then and because you we'll had you had, it, one, you had one person mention to you whatever happened to the podcast? Yeah, I had I had one. They were they were thinking about listening to it on the drive in as a, uh, George was training on ViewSonic and he goes, I, yeah, what, what what happened to it? Well, we still re- it's we still, still active. We didn't officially end it, but no, I think just do do any podcast. I guess some do officially end, but. They know, do. You run its course, but yeah. So we're a lot just kind of do just fizzle away, and we're still holding on. We are, you know, and, and life happens. But you know, I I miss doing this. I miss yapping with you and sharing ideas. And one of the biggest things too that we've talked about for a long time is that the this the, the waves that we go through in education have changed primarily with the the why this show why we started doing this however many years ago, Brian. There's so many cool things to check out. And then it felt like in the past year or two, like there was less and less to check out. Everybody just became siloed in there. These are the tools, hardware or software that I'm using, and kind of getting comfortable with them. And then, and so it felt like a little bit like, at least for me, like like there's not a lot of stuff to check out anymore until November 2022, of course. Yeah, it, it, and I, I agree because, um, what was it, for a while there wasn't, like when the pandemic hit, there was nothing really new. Uh, and as you said, yeah, November 29th, 2022. Is Skynet uh, went live. It went live. So, and we yeah, and now it's – Yeah, go ahead, Ron. I, I mean, it's just now just a complete boom uh, of, of tools. Not necessarily tools, just websites that are utilizing AI. What a cr- and, and in one year's time, we're just over one year, the amount of stuff that has happened – Still, Chat GPT is if this if we're on this uh, king of the hills, everybody trying to get to the top. I think Chat GPT is still at the top one year on, but but the amount of AI tools, I guess we're just calling them, that are out there for educators, for students, for good, for nefarious, for fun, for whatever. It, it, it's just they're coming out of everywhere. Yeah, you're right. And, and again, I I like the focus now is making them uh, student friendly, and you know, with data privacy and all of that. That's and the ethic, ethical use of uh, using AI. I think uh, the focus and emphasis on that. I think I really like the way the direction it's going. That they're trying to make it safe. But yeah, yeah, and you're saying the iceberg. I think yeah, it's like. Chat GPT, Chat GPT is on the top. Google Bard, and I believe Microsoft is getting up there. And even the one of the CEOs of Chat GPT quit for a day. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy over, story. Yeah, went to Microsoft, and then he came back. Yeah. This. Yeah. Now I'll be honest with you. I think I don't. I can't remember who we've because I've been talking a lot about AI. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show a little bit, but we've because I know we t- touched upon it a little bit, but. Um, I, I, have, I got a lot of concerns as, mm-hmm. as I'm on the other side, both of Brian and I were on the other side of 50 and we've been around in this ed tech world since the nineties and just seeing the evolution 
of everything. And it's all been this possibilities of where we're at. And it all felt like, at least from our lens, the idea of positive, I guess, of the, of the unknown of what could happen. And, that I, and now this, was th- th- this for me is a, uh, I, have, I have some real concerns. About, about the future of everything, not even necessarily just education, but where we're at right now because of this, there's just a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of nefarious things that could happen. There's a lot of paradigm shifting. The first guy that I remember seeing in the late 90s, his name was Ian Jukes, and I remember sitting in and watching his keynote, and he, he was talking about the, the future that is out there and following Moore's Law, what it's going to be like in the future and how transformative it's going to be. And I would follow him and I would see him multiple times and I would see him do just evolutions of the same speech. And, you know, you're excited about the future, but also like you knew it wasn't going to happen, you know, in three weeks time and in four weeks time. And I feel like this is it. Like we have now hit this major jump. And in some regards, I feel like a little bit like, like Skynet could be here. Like there's a it's major paradigm changes that w- that have been happening and will be happening in the next coming weeks and months. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and again, when it first came out, uh, it was like for me it was like a cannibal jumped in the pool. You know, yeah, let's this is cool. Let's get in. But you know, the more and you think of the bigger picture of it, now it's just kind of I've kind of took a step back and just kind of waiting, um, just waiting in that shallow end. I'm not. I'm gone beyond beyond the point of dipping my toe in. I'm in, but again, it's that that unknown. I mean, it it seems great, but you're waiting for that other shoe to drop. Um, yeah, and, and I think again, anybody. I, I'm in the classroom still. Uh, and even I teach a I teach an elective in high school about making movies, and I didn't even think that there would be kids using AI for up to no good kind of stuff, but we've caught it. I've caught it already without even running it through anything. You know, that's a whole nother debate, which I, I totally feel is just a, a, a giant crock, which is this idea that we think we can catch the AI generated written content and is round and around. And I feel like that conversation is the only one that really kind of goes on, which is that we got to be able to catch the AI stuff and the AI. Anyway, I think we're never going to win that I, I, because that's the paradigm shift that should be happening is we need to change what we're assigning because you know, w- what we ask for and what we're getting is all going to be AI. But anyway, um, uh, I felt like but even in my class, they're not, uh, I, I found some kids u- using it. I'm, and I literally, we had a conversation with all my class. I'm like, hey, everybody. And I showed them example. And I took the names off it. Literally within five seconds, some kid goes, hey, I wrote that. I go, you know? And he goes, oh, yeah, totally you can tell. And I go, me too. But at some point, you're not going to be able to tell. And I kept thinking, but Why? I even asked the kid afterwards, I'm like, why do you do it? And the answer, like every kid always says, is, I don't know, which oh. is basically, it's easy, right? Might as well just do it. I don't care. But, um, yeah, the, the kids are going to use it from the, 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 the most important assignments and work that they need to do to the absolutely brainless nothingness. They're just going to be able to use it if that's, if that's what we're going to be asking them. And to piggyback on that, I remember uh, I was listening to Jeff Ballou, uh with CDE. He, he talked – he got on his soapbox. Now, this is a, someone who is, is, you know, behind the standardized tests and all this stuff. He says the mind shift has to go on what we're asking our students to turn in, you know, going more to a project base. Like, you're in the, you're in the uh, opportunity with creating films, having students submit films, but you're already seeing it. But, again, yeah. is, the, is, is the product they're turning in about just the rote memory that um, – 
that they can just pull out or use ChatGPT or something more deeper in a project that, you know, a film, you know, how does this represent uh, some sort of topic that you're giving? I mean, you could probably do the, the AI to do the script and everything. You could do it for yeah, so much. And, and, and you would hope that, that, that kids are going to want to be able to create their own things, but we have to create their own content, particularly if it's a creative piece. But we realize if there's tools that will offer it and do it for us, then they're going to. And if they, and, and, and unless we can guarantee that they're all doing it, then why? Th then it's going to be this huge divide of the, some kids are going to get away with uh, using this, and other ones are going to be putting more time in and feeling it's unfair. And it's a real sort of, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a real issue that we need to be able to deal with is what we're asking them to do. And where, more importantly, what both, what we're asking them to do and where are we asking them to do it? Because this is bringing up the whole idea of homework again. The conversation yeah. that's been going on for a couple of years now is, is do you believe in homework or not? The idea now, th th this is a giant bomb that's been dropped in that conversation, which is the, uh, 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 you're out of your mind if you're thinking that you're going to, if you're going to assign any kid who has any knowledge of computers whatsoever, that you think you can assign them something that they're not going to be able to go home and use some sort of artificial intelligence. Because if they can, they will. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing that too in, in my district that, Kids are turning it in, and they're the the principals are asking me how are they doing this, and I'm all and I'm basically saying they're getting on a home device. They're not on their Chromebooks when they're creating this, because some of those we we're still vetting out some of the uh, privacy policies on that, so we're not allowing them right now at the moment. But again, they're just hopping on on their personal device or their phone with ChatGPT, and they're copying and pasting it in. So. It's, it's, it's happening, like you said, at home. The only, the only way I can think right now, and, and, and maybe I need some more conversations, and if people are out there and have different ideas, we need to be able to, as a community, be able to have them and share them. But I only can think of really two ways to be able to get written work from students that is their own original thought. And that is A, but both of them, their location is in my room with the door closed, Right that you are here in this room, and one of them is with a piece of paper and a pencil. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is you can use a device with a lockdown browser. But they both have to be here. As soon as you leave, I, I, th there's no trust. It's completely gone because, it, because some people are going to use it. There's no way around it. Not the, oh, eyeball tracking if you've ever done those tests. You have to look yeah. straight ahead and, and then a secure browser from home. Like, of course someone's going to be able to find ways around that. Is there, uh, is there another way to be able to get original written thought from a student? I can't think of any besides those two. No, and again, I, I want to also argue that some of the advantages of ChatGPT is to help those students get ideas, you know, to generate, not necessarily write it copy word for word. Like you said, if they can only use uh, paper and pencil, utilizing uh, ChatGPT or an AI, kind of like con, uh, Sal Khan's Conmigo, is to get to generate ideas uh, that maybe that maybe students like myself, I wouldn't be able to, you know, formulate this idea. I would have a lot, a bunch of ideas. This would help consolidate and give me focus. So they play devil's advocate, though. But aren't we handing off part of our humanity of what it is to be creative to do the? I don't have anything, and we go right to the crutch. The first thing is go to the crutch because then we are giving up. The thing that makes us human, the idea of original thought. Yes, some people may struggle and others may uh, do quite well at it. But if we, 
I, I have I got concerns for this general idea about us as a species of us handing off not the mundane tasks come up with a, come up with a creative something on your own and like ah but where, where are the creators going to be when we're all only building upon pre-existing ip from others the to go with that you know th this is not going to go away it, it's going to be around forever the ai now is it would it be our job as educators or myself is to have that higher order thinking skills how to manipulate AI to give me the answers I want. So that's one way is to, to teach the critical thinking how to utilize this and how to manipulate it for the answers that you're looking for. Yeah. And even in the same regard, art. So I'm going to show, we're going to show some interesting thing today in some of these conversations we're sharing, Brian. And I'm like, I'm absolutely just blown away. I cannot stop using the Microsoft uh, AI designer of making, making crap. And I'm like, oh my God, it is fun, but it's scary as hell because yeah. it's doing all these things and it's not great. It's really, really good. But like, we are only a few more iterations from this just being fantastic. And you're like, God, that is so fun. It could, it's way better than what I could have done, but also we get, but we're handing that off to a computer and who's doing the future creating and that scares me yes i again i i'm not gonna counter it because it is scary uh but again like there are so many tools out there that are as an educator uh making your life easier and i think mm -hmm. there's some tools that we're going to go into that helps us as educators take a like a load off uh, some of the mundane work that we that we go through. So let's do it. Which ones? Let's just start throwing a whole bunch out here. These things that are just making us go, uh, uh, they're scaring us, that we're having fun with them, we're yeah. playing with new things. Why don't you go first, Brian? You want, well, first I was going to share Eric Kurt, our, mm -hmm. our friend, friend of the show. He's been on once about in, uh, what episode was that? Was it in? Seven. Two? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, he's doing his uh, Cool Tools 23. Uh, remember, we used to do oh, we used, we used to do, to do these do fun things. Too. Oh, walk down memory lane. But what I really like is... Like Giffen would help and Andy and... Uh, yeah. Good times. Those, those are good. Maybe next year. But his focus is on AI tools. He's doing a new one each and every day. So I put the link in the show notes. Uh, it's bit.ly cool-tool-23. So there's a few on the list that we're going to mention. Um, okay. So if you want to dig deeper later, click on that link and check it out. Like he does talk about the ones we talked about uh, before the show, Google Notebook LM. Um, he goes a little bit depth in that. But uh, what I've, I've done in induction, I did an AI workshop. Uh, I did two. It started off with the Rotary Club in West Sacramento. Um I presented there. So try to, uh, you know, present on AI to a bunch of retired people. So <laughs> that was, that was fun. Um, but I had a blast. That was great. And so I, I did, I did, uh, with our induction. Our that must've blown them away. I would assume. Yeah. Right. Yes. You want to talk about how I'm Mr. I'm Ed techie or whatever. And then you're hitting a bunch of retired folks in the community just thinking that's it the robots are going to come and steal my medicine at this point yeah no and it was funny because like i was i was i was working my crowd i knew who my audience was so i went to chat gpt and i said can you write the preamble of the united states and so i said sure and it, it 
crafted it out. And then I did the tool. I then it said, uh, can you write it as if you were a valley girl? And it went totally for sure. And like it reread it as a valley girl. And then I knew the president was an Elvis Presley fan. And I said, can you now, can you now read it as if you were Elvis Presley? And it said, you know, it starts off. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, and it went into the preamble, you know, and oh my it was gosh. funny. And then after on ChatGPT with Dolly, I said, can you create an image that reflects the Declaration of Independence read by Elvis Presley? And sure enough, it was like it had the Liberty Bell. It had the it had the White House and it was Elvis in his jumpsuit in front. It was it was it was hilarious. And again, I was doing this real time in front of everyone. So it was like, oh, but oh it was crazy. But anyways, uh the ones that I really liked that I shared with the teachers, I have them in the notes, but I'm going to narrow it down just to a few. Magic School AI is absolutely amazing. Um, let's let's do one at a time. You do that one, and I want to because I had that one on my list as well too. So let's chat about that for a second. Yeah. So, so Magic School AI, um, I I have to say a precursor. I believe I read in January they're going to start charging. It so, did. When you log in, it says you have till the end of January for the free. I'm assuming it's going to be the freemium model, right? Yeah. So they're, they're giving all their premium features for now until the end of January. Yes. And so uh, I don't know what the um, what the cost is going to be. This is January, probably one. Sorry, January 16th. I just looked here. January 16th. Yeah, there it is. Um, I, I'm going to look into the cost later, but I'll probably end up. This is when I'll probably be purchasing a subscription to, but. It's like some of them on here, six sixty-five a month is what it'll be. How much? Six dollars and sixty-five cents a month is what it will. Oh, be. that's not bad. I thought you said sixty. Whoa! Some of the ones I like on here is uh, like the IE, IEP generator. Um, I thought was phenomenal. Um, the, uh, can I can I jump in because I was going to talk about the IEP generator? Yeah, go for as it well, too, because Andrea. Yes, my, my, my wife's in, uh, she's a program specialist in IEP, and, and, she's, and she's, however techie I am, she is not. And, um, uh, and so, I, you know, I, I don't share with her every little AI thing or tech stuff or whatever. And so we were literally last night, I'm planning for this podcast here, and I'm diving in through some stuff. And I play with Magic School AI, but I'm not a SPED teacher. And so I'm like, hey, look at this. And she's whatever. And I'm like, hey, it has an, it has an IEP thing. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I do it? And I go, can you give me some information? And she gives me some information. She's on one part of her couch. I'm in my lazy boy. And she starts telling me, hey, she, uh, the age of a kid. And she gives me some generic things about uh, a, like an average kid and uh, their behaviors and modifications and what some of their strengths and weaknesses are. And it hits it. And then I'm literally just reading the IEP off to her, just reading it word for word. And at the end of it, she looks at me and she goes, Shut the f up, <laughs> and then just pause it. And I'm like, not okay? her, and, not Andrea. She I would know. not say she, those things. She, and then she goes, "Can you send that to me?" And I'm like, "Was it good?" She's like, "Yes, that was good. Yes, it has all the wording and all the stuff that you're able to do. Like we even threw in there that this girl, she was the kindergartner, I think, and the and the girl likes the movie Frozen. So it was bringing in references of how to tie in the movie." as positive reward, uh, incentives and things like that, that, that to this. And it wasn't perfect for sure, but, but my goodness, like what it can do was just absolutely right th there for my wife, mind-blowing about what this can do. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm typing something in now. Uh, mm -hmm. Something we just mentioned, there's something 
one of those tags on there. This is new. Uh, it is called AI resistance uh, resistant assignments. Mm-hmm. So it generates assignment uh, that you know is it it tries to defy chatbots. Is this so, from Magic School or is this from something else? Yeah, it's in Magic School. My goodness. I just saw it was on the bottom of the list. Um, their their list of things just keeps going of what it does yeah. to you. Like, hey, do a it, sports. You're a coach. Here's a sports practice. Uh, your your practice plan. Here is a group work generator. Sentence starters. Uh, quote of the day. Choice boards. Unit plan generators. My goodness. Dok questions. Email responders. Like just the, the two that's really uh, that's focused with our district that we can use right away is one is that we're we're kind of we're getting ready to dive in with udl and again the choice board udl you just type in there and it'll create a choice board for you and the other one is the standards unpacker so you put in a common standard and it will unpack that standard how to make it more uh applicable and useful and just really unpack it and show these are the skills that you need to address to really address this standard so um yeah, there's so many. Oh, I didn't see this one. Gift suggestion? I could have done that with you. Where is that? Sorry. I didn't see that. It, sorry, I, I didn't give you a gift. Um, so because I didn't have this gift suggestion. Oh, I thought you said GIF, G-I-F, GIFT, G-I-F-T. Oh, that's funny. G- yes. So. Oh, the example is what if a, a funny science teacher who loves the Chicago Cabs and chemistry, he also likes his dog Fozzie, and a gift budget for $20. Wow, and I just that's hilarious. Okay, I just typed you in gift budget twenty. Guess what it said? A thirty pack of Coors Light. That's what it said. It said an eighteen <laughs> pack of the Silver Bullet. Oh, it knows me. It, it knows, knows me. you well. Uh, the ones that I've been using, and I haven't done a lot of comparison between these and some of the other ones. Like I've really been playing with Diffit. I've not been playing with Curiopod. You have, right, Brian? Oh yeah, I've been all in on that too. And and th- and a lot of those, I'm assuming, do the same sort of things in terms of which is the um, uh, create lessons out of them. You know, right? You, a lesson plan, plan generators. You give it a topic, or you give it a document, or you give it even a YouTube video, and have it be able to make it. Like for the, the magic school, I had it just. I just said for one of my units, give me a ten face multiple cho- multiple choice question, um, and I gave it a YouTube video of of these things and. I, it's a YouTube video I'm familiar with, and I haven't watched it in, I think, a year or two. And then I took the, I took the test, and I got 7 out of 10. <laughs> no, it's not my content, but I know the information. It's in my stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those were – so it wasn't necessarily, like, the questions that were given. And it was multiple choice. So the answers were, like – it just wasn't, like, total random. Like, hmm, it could be that one, too. It could be A or C. Like, huh. Because the detractors were pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I was really impressed with that. And you literally just throw, give it a YouTube video, give it a, for you social studies teachers, just give it a stick in primary source. The one that I use with Diffit all the time when I show teachers is like, here's all you do in social studies nowadays. You analyze primary sources. So here's a primary source. Here's here's uh, Churchill's uh, a speech about the Iron Curtain, right? And you take the PDF or you copy and paste the text. You throw it in there and say, give me ten questions. Or create a lesson t- plan off this. The Diffit is unbelievable. Have you played it, with Diffit much? Oh, yeah. I've played with it. The big one that I really like is when you generate resources, when you oh. hit – when you go to share, you can export – I mean, it not export. It takes the information and can put it in the Google form for you to create yeah. your own quiz in Google. So you export yeah. it to Google form. So it's 
Yeah, it's it's crazy how useful and easy it is. It's crazy, and it literally will do the. It does just what you said. It'll do the Google Forms. It'll make Google slide decks for you, complete that you can edit and all that kind of a stuff. But it's like, oh, and you pick whatever sort of strategies. There's tons of different strategies that are out there based on whatever for English, for uh, for social studies, and all that kind of stuff. So, like one in social studies we do is this called hip analysis, right? And so that is this common agreed upon strategy when you analyze a primary source and like, hey, here it is. You want to do a hip analysis? There you go. He's like. Oh, my God, it's just done. It's done for us. But if I could go back to the problem before. So you're saying I am going to be, as a teacher, using artificial intelligence to make a prompt. If I'm going to give this to a kid, you're like, oh, cool, post it on uh, your Google Classroom. Like, Dippet even has that button. It says straight to Google Classroom. Hey, kids, do this at home. No, because they're going <laughs> to – you're AI and them. What do you in your mind think they're going to do back to you? Yeah. Oh. Full circle. Yeah. The robots are giving the test, and the robots are answering the test, and we're sitting. It's straight up Wally. That's like, uh, as a as a now a film guy, like I just keep thinking these these movies, and I've had some great conversations with some of my kids. Terminator, Matrix, uh, Ex Machina, but the, but Wally is great. Like we are becoming the 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 schlubs on the on on the, yeah, on, the on the boat in the, the spaceship, lounge. right? Just wandering around because why? If it could be done yeah. for us, and I think that is kind of like, if I could have a negative look at humanity, if if we can do the easiest way that we can, we will. And so the idea of us just trusting some of the kids to do it, well, no, a lot of them won't. So there's that yeah. divide. There's some kids are going to work their ass off, and other ones are just going to say, "Do it for me." And how do you think this is going to affect, uh, let's say, college in about ten years? Because it's, I think it's going to separate. Those that want to go and those that are just trying to skirt by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and again, maybe maybe they they don't have intentions to go to college. Maybe they go their career out of a high school. Um, that that could be one out. Yeah. All right. So those are well, let's lump those ones together. We got different. I got, we got let me, magic school bus. Any more that you want to add to that? I want to add in on this group is again the CuriePod. The one thing different about CuriePod. It's a lot like Nearpod because it's going to create a presentation that you have the kids interact with on the screen. And some of the ones I really like is uh, it has the, you know, the word cloud. It does that. You can do, you know, take a poll. You can do all this other stuff, too. So that's one of the things I really like, CuriePod. I I was going to use CuriePod to do our uh, – redo our digital citizenship, um, the whole – whole act through that so i think we need to in my own district we need to have our students generate their own passwords down to third grade complex passwords um third graders doing passwords wow yeah so that's why that's why curiepod's great because then again they can you can do ask it a form like a survey question saying okay what is your password they can create it and then that only the teacher sees it so in case they say oh i forgot you can pull up that document and go, hey, your password is da da da, or show them um, so they can remember or just reset it. Okay. Yeah, so there's some great tools in this world of AI as educators to help us do our planning, our preparation. Mm-hmm. I have not played with many. I do know some teacher, uh, fellow teachers who are using it for the grading. Have you seen that? The AI I've seen some of, of that. AI grading of essays? Yes, I've seen some. I've not used it. I wonder what some of the tools are. I see easygrader.ai. That may be the one. But, yeah, and so I've, I've heard from some folks about just how unbelievably, like, fast it is to be able to get it and, 
again, it's the whole, right? You're using AI to grade it and anyway, yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. All right, so what's another subject we should talk about, Brian, regarding AI? We got the teacher tool set. What else we got? Uh, the, well, the one that, that really it excited me uh, in our Vox group we have is you with the, the prompts with mm. Microsoft. I mean, it's, again, that's a skill in itself when you're talking about uh, generating images through text. You know, the, the prompts that you, the ability and the higher level thinking of the prompts you have to submit in order to get, because those ones that you shared and you have them in the show notes are, are pretty awesome. Yeah, so what this is, if you're not familiar, folks, this one dropped relatively recent. This is Microsoft's jump in the AI, designer.microsoft.com, and people got starting to lose their mind about this thing. It has a look and feel a little bit like, uh, it looks like they're trying to get into the Canva um, Adobe Express world about let's be your, your basic designer for you. You know, I want to be able to unleash your creativity, and I want to do a post. I want to do a... Um, uh, a social media thing or something like that. And so it, it says it can do that for you. And so you log in using your uh, Microsoft Ask for, you know, you basically you can use any account, but basically you can sign up for a free account on here. And the one that's really kind of blown people away more than anything else is the, uh, is the image creator. Mm. And that's what Brian was messaging. And so what this is is basically, let's see, the other things they got. They got the good old-fashioned, you know, erase somebody in the background, remove background. Everybody's got that one. They got a new one, the one called Brand Kit Creator, which is kind of interesting. I was playing with that. Like, what if I got a, I want to start my own business or I want my, hey, we have a club here at school and you want to be able to create your own brand. I want a color scheme and graphics and images and this can kind of do a, a basic design for that. It's got a, a logo creator. It's got another one called Generative Expand that we'll talk about later on regarding uh, a Photoshop. But the image creator is just flipping bonkers. And for the, if you can envision this, because you got to love showing images in an audio podcast, but basically yeah. it's just a text box. And the default one in there gives you a long list of something. Hey, what's a cartoon woman who's smiling, wearing a blank, black jumper, and this color eyebrows and freckles and pink lips and long hair, and, and she's holding a Microsoft Surface laptop. And then you hit generate, and it will create that woman. And it will be a completely new, but based off of these things and pre-done understanding what that art is and it gives you an example of this thing and then you if you don't like it you hit generate again it doesn't edit you can't change one like oh boy let me change this once it is it is what it is so you just keep hitting generate for more of them but you can go in there and just start banging away and put whatever you want and so i have been straight up addicted to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> make it as many versions of me as i can and try to be able to put everything in there that I can. So what's my example that I put in here, Brian? The, your example? Yeah, my example. Sorry, I'm just trying to pause. Did you put the prompt it. in the notes? No, I didn't. It's right here. So I said, hey, put a cartoon yeah. of a 50-year-old man with a bald head, a wry smile, dirty blonde, dirty blonde goatee, reading glasses, small eyes, no eyebrows, wearing a blue hoodie with a white lightning bolt, black cargo shorts, black Crocs, black baseball hat, holding a DSLR camera, sitting in a stool in a classroom. And then I did, like, make it a 3D render. And hit enter, and then, hey, let me see what it looks like. I don't like it. Hit it again. Hit it again. Hit it again. And I keep trying to tweak it, and I realize some things it doesn't do. Like, it will always give me eyebrows, even though I'm somebody who doesn't really have very dark eyebrows. I, and so it always will put eyebrows on me for some reason. I, I was going to say with my playing with AI, it, it is, AI is very generous with the hair. It is. 
I had no, you know, no complaints there. It's, I guess it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. And even, but the other direction, I'm 50, but I, uh, what I, what I was starting to do cartoon of a 50 year old man, I'm like, uh, that's, that's older than what I think my 50 looks like. So yeah. I've started to switch it to 40, you know, and they're different for sure. Each one, I still have not found one that looks like me quite like I got bushy eyebrows in this one. I just hit it. But it's straight up a gorgeous-looking 3D render. And the quality on these images, Brian, are just mm. – so, these are nice. I, these are gorgeous-looking things. I think, you know, one one market that this is going to erase is uh, Fiverr. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. when it's coming around. Now, I my take on this, like, uh, prompting, I, I've, I'm getting better at it. But I use ChatGPT and on my phone – and I, you know, that initial prompt, I take a photo of myself and I use my photo and I'll say, make myself look like a, make this image look like a Lego. And then because it's ChatGPT and it uses Dolly, the image will come up, but like ChatGPT, unlike Microsoft, I can then say, okay, can you make it, I can continue and edit through that through prompt. Because it's a chat, right? So the chat yes. means you go back and forth. Yes. Now, was that only on the pro version where you can upload images? Yes, the pro version does that. And again, like, again, I have it on my phone where the camera's on there. And then okay. the audio of ChatGPT on the phone is crazy also. When you turn the audio on, it sounds like a, it, it sounds more human than it does robot. Okay. So, it, which is pretty crazy. So you can have this, yeah. it, literally, I can talk to myself. And I'll have this thing and, oh, that guy's not talking to himself. He's talking, you know, someone must be on the phone. Yeah. Uh, and so when Brian mentioned the Lego thing, so that's what I went nuts on, like trying to be able to put me. And then I thought, okay, great. That's a cool looking 3D render version. I got rid of 3D render and said, make it look like a Lego or make it look like. And then I just kept going. And feel free to check out my Google. I've now made a Google Photos album of me <laughs> that you're more than willing to check out and see. As many iterations of famous either cartoons themselves, like The Simpsons, or sometimes just styles. Like one of my favorite is, I said, make it look like a kid drew it. And this one just literally looks like a fourth grader. Just straight up drew me. And I'm like, that is AI generated? You're like, yep. And it looks That's like pretty awesome. A, that's a kid with a crayon. That is 100% <laughs> fake. So some that's... of them are pretty obvious, but like, oh my goodness, like that's anime. That's Nightmare Before Christmas. That is... Dr. Seuss, Phineas and Ferb, Smurfs and Minions and Powerpuff and Paw Patrol. Do you see the uh, SpongeBob version? Yeah, I see that one on there. Just. <laughs> but, like, you, you've noticed it, too, and I've run into it, is a lot of the copyright. Like, you have to word it correctly. Like, mm -hmm. if, if I say as, like, a Pixar movie, you get, you get dinged. But if you say Pixar-like. Uh, really? I've not got dinged at all. Really, like I every single one I've never been dinged. I wrote Looney Tunes, Flintstones, with you know, with Smurfs, ChatGPT. It you can get a kickback. It's violation of copyright. Interesting, which it should, right? It's yeah. making a Dr. Seuss inspired thing, and I'm like, but it's not Dr. Seuss. It's not Lego. Yeah, we're in the wild west of this stuff, dude. So yeah, but but again, there's that cre creativity and fun, uh, and that's what that's what inspired me to okay, we got to get start recording again. I think yes. Ryan's inspired. <laughs> but I, the one that blew me away was the Lego. I did the Lego thing, and I'm like, 
that's full on. And it looks like a real Lego, folks. If you look, click on these images, it's just like, it's full 3D with shading. And you're like, that's a photo of a Lego. That's straight out of the Lego movie. Yeah. And, it and it's got the school's the, name. So it's and Little it's, Thunder. Like you said, the 3D, it's got the lighting. Like it's, you can tell there's the light bulb that was up like in front of it and it's casting down and you get the gleam of the plastic. And it's weird what it picks up and it, what, what it doesn't do. We were trying to do a group photo of a bunch of, like, hey, show a bunch of kids outside at school working in the, in the stadium. And we hit it, and all the kids came out as white. I, I said, give me 15 uh, students who were – they were supposed to be cleaning mm -hmm. up in the stadium. We tried to do a thing, and every kid was white. And one girl uh, looked at this, and she goes, be nice if there was some diversity. And I go, what was that? I go, can you add some diversity? So I wrote, add some diversity. And the first one came back, all Korean. Second one came back with a banner. And there was a mixed races in there. Then the banner in the school said, add some diversity. <laughs> was just, oh, my gosh. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, that's, I think that's one thing also that's surfacing is the bias mm -hmm. in AI. So, Oh, for uh, sure, Brian. In all of these that I hit, every single time when I say 50-year-old man, 100% of the time I'm coming, I'm coming back as white. I never have to say that I'm white. Yeah. It does it. Yeah. You know? So it brings across those for sure, those biases, absolutely. So that's you know, and the other thing that I'm doing right now with this is I'm loving is I'm you know end of the year, so we got projects due and deadlines and all that. So like on our LM, on our learning, we use Schoology, and basically you can send little reminders to kids, and I'm just doing <laughs> image reminders. Like so, my kids have to be editing a final video where they interview a family member. So I'm like, give me a teenage girl sitting with their grandma, and she's editing a video on her phone. You know, uh, grandma's holding an orange cat, and it gives me a full-on picture, and I put it on Schoology, and I'm like, hey, everybody. One kid goes, Mr. O'Donnell, did you use AI to make that? I'm like, what are you talking about? I so now no it's this idea. running joke that I'm sending reminders via AI images to my kids <laughs> about what they should be working on. As you should. Yes. Which is, speaking of the other one, if I could just jump onto it, Brian, is this other one that Microsoft, I've not played with it, it is under Coming Soon, and it's called Generative Expand. Oh, can you see? Have you seen that one? I've I've used the one in D Adobe, Adobe Firefly. In, in Photoshop. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I've used it in Photoshop. And, and in Photoshop, let's say too. you have a vertical video, and I'm like, gosh, but I want it as a horizontal, like a landscape portrait. I need to stretch it out, and you can't stretch. And we always say, don't do that because it's going to ruin the photo. But like, what if I could just see what was on the other side? And this new generative fill piece or generative expand basically means drag it open, and we're going to guess what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I'm using it all the time because sometimes I want to be able to have a backdrop or a wallpaper or I'm doing a video or even just a, a, a Google Slides presentation. I'm like, oh, if I could just have that cover the whole thing, expand it all the way out. Like we were doing a thing about uh, the West, and I found an old West image, and I'm like, hmm, gotcha. And I made the image in, in one of the AI generators, throw it in there, but I needed it a uh, 1920 by 1080, and I expanded it out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, just perfect. I mean, you got some flaws here or there, but just kind of crazy for sure. I think one thing to do if you want to if you want to go down a rabbit hole that's fun to do is you do the image expander with record albums. So, Whoa. you know, like the Michael Jackson when he's uh, that the was it 1980 not 1984 it came out in 84 uh, with Thriller on it he's just leaning mm -hmm. it's just leaning for him you ask yeah. to expand it he's he it's a it's a very uh, robotic looking, you know, because it's, it's, you'll just have to explain. He's leaning on a, he's on a piano. 
Um, oh, that's awesome. And then I did the Beatles when they're walking across the crosswalk, expand mm-hmm. it, and it showed all of that's Abbey Road. It had the cars lined up, and it had other people walk in. So, and yeah, if, now, now that's just guessing. You can tell it what to yeah. add. You could say add a dragon or add a piano. Make it a red piano, and it will mm-hmm. fill it in there with it. Yeah, so, so take, go ahead. I was going to say go down the rabbit hole and just think of uh, – you know, doing record albums like, you know, do Nirvana's one with the kids, with the little baby in the pool. All right. You're ready for an AI test. Speaking of this, Brian. Okay. Go to our show notes and go to the bottom. So what I've done here is I, me- I mentioned I was doing reminders to my kids. My kids had to do a family interview project and often where they are interviewing a kid's going to sit down with his mom or his grandfather or something like that. And they often, the, the angles of the camera are terrible. So I wanted to show them some past examples but I also don't want to take these private videos of kids and their families and share them where other people can just see them. And I'm like, okay, boy, it'd be nice if it wasn't their face. So mm-hmm. I decided to take screen grabs of past videos. And then, this is crazy, in Photoshop, I just circle somebody's face. And then it says, what do you want it to be? And I wrote, new face. <laughs> and it just gives me a new face. Now, what's crazy is not everybody's looking directly at the camera. They're at 45-degree angles or 23-degree angles, and it knows the angle of the face and tries to fix it and blend it in. So, Brian, I'm showing you two images, and I'm, uh-huh. not, I'm not saying they could be mixed up. You could, there's a boy and his grandmother. They're having a conversation with each other. Two of them are real, and two of them are fake. And they may be in the same image, or they may be not. I want you to see if you can try to guess who are the real people and who are the AI people. I think the boy in the top is real and the lady in the bottom is real. Uh, you are the grandma on the bottom is real. You are re- yes. correct there. The and the boy, boy on, on the top, top is AI. Ah! So I'll tell you this. They're both uh, the, the, the top image is all AI and the bottom image is 100% is the real one. So they're not mixed up. So that grandma is real on the bottom and the guy is uh, real on the bottom and the top two are literally just grab the face and say new face that's crazy just that's crazy. crazy i just threw in that link it, it reminded me of this website this person does this, not exist oh, all the time this person yeah. does, no, i think for a lot of people that was our first real jump into this these completely made up uh made up having ai generated images this person does not exist oh crazy all right what else you got brian uh, the last one I have, you, you talked about like gift ideas or what's something cool, you know, uh, and I was describing to you Plaud, and do you want me to describe it on the show? Yes, tell me what Plaud is. So Plaud, I I originally got this. Uh, what Plaud is, it's a you know those battery packs you have for your phone. So it's something that you put on like the back of your phone. It'd be like a microphone, and it records. It's a recorder, basically. And but it uses chat GPT to uh, or a, a GPT type AI to uh, summarize it. So in the back, it will it will transcribe all of your notes that was recorded for you. It will also create a summary using chat GPT. I'm thinking of like uh, you're sitting in a meeting. Uh, so it'll summarize the meeting. It'll also create a mind map for it. Shut and up. Again, yeah, or it can do meeting notes. You know, here's key features. Uh, then it has class notes, or it can make it a diary. So it'll do that all for you. So at first, the first when I got this, I, I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. 
then after a while, I was thinking, um, Soph, Sophie in, in school has a, she has an IEP uh, in college where she's allowed to use a voice recorder and get extra time during tests and notes. And one of her, for her learning, uh, she needs to record and listen to lectures uh, multiple times uh, for her IEP. I'm thinking, I'm going to let her borrow this because now she can put the recorder for her lesson, her 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 hour session, um, record the teacher giving the lesson. Then it will, you know, it'll summarize it, create mind maps, some meeting notes for it. So it will be like your personal transcriber that's all right there. So, and the purpose for the phone, it will, it says you can also record phone calls. So, which will be, hmm. I think, useful for me, except so it, when it's, I call my dad. It primarily, it's a standalone thing. Yes. It's a device, right? Yes. And it looks just, it's just a rectangle. Yeah. That, like I said, it, it slaps on the back of your phone, like your little yeah, it wallet. It looks like a really, really like, thick, it looks like a thick credit card. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it looks like it's still an Indiegogo thing, so you can buy them. There's 200 left at 160 bucks. Yeah, I, mine's supposed to be coming any day now. Uh, I got the... I, and you talked about, you know, have I received anything from these? I got the FedEx notice on it, so it should be coming. Okay, because Brian buys things on Kickstarters and Indiegogos, and we often joke, like, how do you, hmm, you yeah. just seem to be doting, donating money to inventors sometimes. <laughs> do you get these things? It's the American dream. It is. All right, well, f- let's do a follow-up when we do a show again in nine months and find out. Yes, <laughs> yes. It'll, in nine months, I'll have the Indiegogo video version uh, of it will record i can record but how amazing is that like we've all been in meetings and like hey you know stephanie you're uh, keeping track right stephanie everybody's taking notes for us today and you're like well you don't need that you just hit the button and then mm-hmm. all done and it gives you the summary and it gives you the mind map thing that's kind of crazy all right i want to know more about this brian once we're done what what i'm curious about too is when there are multiple people in the room how it will it tag them will it be mm-hmm. speaker one speaker two that's what i'm curious about too if mm-hmm. if a student asks a question during a seminar Will it say that on there? So, yeah. Okay. I'll keep you in the loop. All right. And I think that's it. What else you got? You have, uh, what do you got? You got the Crocker Art Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, we also got Gemini to talk about, with its, with, which is Google coming out with its uh, chat GPT killer, I guess. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I'm still, I said, when you have time. I haven't dove in deep on Gemini Pro yet, so... That's something, maybe a future conversation. Like, again, I think this is for real time. And again, looking at some of the videos, it's looking like it might use your camera to do interaction. Uh, yeah. So let's do that. Let, let's kick that one on the back burner because that's just coming out. Google's because they had Bard and now Gemini's going to be powering it. It's a little confusing about what this is going to be in terms of. So let's follow back up with that one. But let's talk about this museum one you got. Yeah, so again, I, I was thinking about the, someone on my in my department was talking about uh, one of our team meetings is since the Crocker Art Museum is just across the river from us is doing a team meeting there, doing a field trip. Um, basically, it's an art exhibit of AI uh, and AI drawing. So it's uh, October 22nd through April 28th. So it's got time um, for that there. So again, it's... Uh, AI capable. This is the crap content. I was talking about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? We are now buying tickets to a museum to see computerized art. Yes. 
This scares the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Tell me about what the work you've done here. And then it will. Oh, say it like Elvis. Please, in an Elvis voice, tell me what inspired you to make this. Well, again, it's this is going to be you. You're going to have your all of your clip arts, <laughs> all of your art that you created. How did you, what were the prompts you did for this? So it's going to be your, you're going to have a quilt of all your cartoon, the cartoon quilt. Um, and then that's going to be on display. And hey, it's free. Okay. They're free tickets. You're not paying into something. So yeah, so I, I'm, I'm fascinated about this. And I was thinking about uh, taking my team to go out and see that. So the Crocker Art Museum in downtown Sacramento. Okay. The uh, the other one I want to talk to you about, Brian, if you don't mind, is um, here. Let me turn my. Um, I've got this AI. I'm trying to be able to do the. A per, have you played with any of the personal assistants on your phone? Oh yeah, yeah. Because this is reminding me of the movie Her, which is another again movie guy going back to the how movies are predicting the end of all of yeah. us. But uh, the movie Her is a great example of uh, you know a guy who falls in love with his AI, and it sounds ridiculous, but you're like, oh, if you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah. Hmm. What is connection, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So I found this one called a Pi, P-I, and it's and it's bonkers. And so I, and you could change the voice or whatever of, of what the, you want this to sound like. But um, hold on here. Is it is it just an app you can search in the app store? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if this is I'm I'm, I'm of course, uh, Android and you are not. Let me see if I can hear her. Yeah, I got it. It's Pi Personal AI Assistant. Yeah. Sorry, I got my... Just hold for a second. How do I turn this off here? (laughs) I have my headphones on. I need to turn these things off. Okay. Oh, stop talking. Start over again. Okay. You want me to start over again? Not you. Oh, stop. Can you hear her talking there? Yeah, I can hear her talking. All right. So basically, I'm going to go to, I'm going to say, I'm a film guy. So tell me about the film style of Steven Spielberg. Because you mentioned how it's his birthday today. So here's her talking about Spielberg. Hello, lady. Start talking. Gosh, dang it, Brian. This is bad podcasting. This is not good. Should I ask ChatGPT? <laughs> no, because I turned my headphones off. and See if you can do it. See what it comes like. But the, the conversation piece was kind of really cool with her, and it scared me. What was the question again? Tell me about the, uh, tell me about the film style of Steven Spielberg. Tell me about the film style of Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's filmmaking style is a perfect blend of technical proficiency and storytelling finesse. And Here so she, a few key elements. And she brings it all down Use for elements and all that sort of stuff. And then I'll do this. But what about you? What's your opinion on Steven Spielberg? I can't give a personal opinion on Spielberg since I'm a computer program. However, I can tell you that he is widely regarded as one of the most influential filmmakers of all time, and his work has inspired... And it's really interesting, so I'm having these conversations with her, 
and she's telling me she's AI and what she can and can't be doing, but she knows, and it's all conversational, and she's calling me Ryan in this whole thing, and I can change the voice, and it just sounds, it's really just kind of creepy and weird, but I'll tell you this, I was trying to summarize, I'm doing a thing on, that was actually Steven Spielberg, and everywhere I go, they're telling me, and I just, I just need to weed it down, like, I want to share the basic idea of Spielberg's essence in a conversational approach I can have with my students. And this was kind of the best thing that I got. And I'm like, huh. So it's digesting all of the thing about him, giving it to me, and then I'm going to pass that on to my kids in a conversation. I thought it was helpful, creepy, but super helpful. Yeah, that again, that's just like uh, this, the chat GPT. So let me, let me ask it uh, really quick. Can I hear it as Elvis? Can you summarize the style of filmmaking of Steven Spielberg? Certainly. Steven Spielberg is known for his distinctive style of filmmaking, characterized by several key elements. One, emotional storytelling. Spielberg yeah. is a master at evoking emotions from his audience. His films often... So what they, I mean, that does, yours sounded a, a, a tinge on the robot side. This one, and then it gives me. It, Are you bashing on her? She is fantastic. Yes. And huh? it gives me the transcript. It, look, it gave me the transcript okay, as well. No, no, let's. I made connections with her. How dare you talk to her? Yeah, AI fight. I really let's go. made an emotional connection with. I need to come up with pie. Yeah, pie. Yeah. But Brian, again, go back to education. What, what, what's my job? Why am I telling kids about the how the Cold War started or what a alliteration is when yeah. their AI is a much if you just need someone to tell it to me and explain it to me and I can have a conversation I can ask questions back what the hell is my job discipline <laughs> good point it's a great point but the idea of us as the gatekeepers of information Going back to that guy I said in the beginning, Ian Jukes, when I watched him and he said, we think that we are the gatekeepers. I know this stuff, and now I'm going to tell you is over, is over. Because we also know, too, like the – I don't know about you, Brian, but reading is like, oh, my God. Trying to get kids to read at the, at the, at the high school level is, is, a, is the toughest chore in the world to do. So we, they, they don't read the stuff, so then we tell them about the stuff, and then, oh, yeah, yeah. And so now it's all, it's all, it all could be gone. It's not needed. The information, or not the information, but the, the, I can digest it from a thing that is way better than you, is here. I want to, I want to circle back to what you, you, when you talked about Ian Jukes at the beginning and Moore's law. I want to know how has AI affected Moore's law, because again, it was every what was it every seven months, tech doubles. I it's, can't remember what it was, but it was something like that. Though, yeah. Yeah, I want to know how how AI is going to speed that up. You know, crazy. Every two, every two years. It, basically, every, it says the integrated circuit uh, doubles every two years. So basically, this uh, idea that it is, we are, we are progressing, and when does it stop? Because it won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh. I just found an article to read. Uh, what is Moore's Law and how does it impact AI? So I think, A, mm -hmm. it's going to be vice versa. Reads articles. I'm going to have Pi tell me, or you're going to have Chat That's right. tell you. That's right. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll it, forget podcasts. It's going to create my own based on my interests. Yes. So going back to my recommendations, watch her, watch Wally, -E, 
Watch well, uh, Terminator. Watch uh, Matrix. Watch. Um, well, that leads. That leads into the next topic I was going to bring up with you, and you shared about it also, is about mm-hmm. watching a mo- like if we watched a movie and with an educator's lens, you know, with the the frame of mind of an educator, how is it affected? And I thought Wally, I think, would be a great one right now. Oh my goodness, yeah. Cause, yeah, I love the idea of what uh, the Teaching Keeney podcast have been doing for years. They take it, they, they take a look at movies and make a connection to education and all that. And my life and more and more is about cinema. And I love so much about, uh, not necessarily just the lessons, but about, I love, I love movies about school and about school-age kids and teachers and all that kind of stuff. And so we're just wondering, I'm kicking some ideas around about how we could be able to incorporate that into our podcast a little bit. Because Brian and I, like we said in the beginning, the idea of checking things out has reinvigorated with AI for sure. But like how we can be able to, to reinvent this podcast. So do you think, do you think uh, for our next episode, we do the segment of the educator's frame of mind or something like that, and we can pick a movie that we should watch and we'll discuss it. Let's do that. Yeah, let's think of it. I don't know what movie it is, and do we want other people to be able to, do we want to get feedback from a community that we don't even know if it even exists anymore? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and again, where where do I post that we did a recording? Do I don't, let's, I know. That's going to be the next one. I'm going to see if anything gets likes, hits, plus smashed. Uh, I'll put mm-hmm. it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and see which one gets, gets some, some sort traffic. of attention. Yeah. yeah, Or is it just an update in your podcatcher? That that's true. New, if there's a new thing. So let's do that. And then we'll kick some ideas around a movie. And if anybody is out there, please, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So reach us out, too. I don't even know how they reach out to us, Brian, because I don't do the Twitter thing anymore. So well, wherever you see it. this is posted, say something <laughs> in the comments. Smoke signals. Skywriting uh, is always good. Morse code. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. So we'll yeah. do that. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brian, it was really good bringing this back in. Thanks for kicking the idea about getting this thing started again. And hopefully it will be back in rotation. What do you say? Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I'm up for that. All right. Till next time, you need to check Check this this out. out. All right.